Today is the day. There are a lot of opportunities to get some saves out there on your waiver wire. We're also going to take a look ahead to week 38. I've lost count. Scott, week 21? Week 21. Week 21. All right. We're going to look ahead and talk about two-star pitchers. And you're tired of hearing just me and Scott. Let's get Chris Towers back. What up, Chris? Hello. Oh, yeah. Hey. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. How about you? I am all right. Pretty good. Uh, I've been singing in my head. A new parody. I'm not going to play it out, but you know that song? Mm-hmm. Like, We're up all night to the sun. We're up all night to get some. You know that song, right? Get Lucky by get, Daft Punk? No, now it's Barucky. We're up all night to Barucky. Yep, thank you. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> his, uh, his matchups get a lot better next week. He doesn't have to face those mean Red Sox. But um, all right, let's get to it here. We're going to talk about Mookie Betts and his cycle and some very interesting Coors Field statistics. And hashtag no leg kick as Fran Reyes hit another home run. We'll take a look at the most added list and uh, try to help you out with some weekend streamers. In the bullpen, though, well, I made an easy easy decision yesterday. Drop Fernando Rodney, pick up Jeremy Jeffress. Who are some? That was easy. Yeah, who are that some other uh, relievers that we should be adding right now, guys? I I do think Jeremy Jeffress is the best one to add because I think he's the best reliever who suddenly finds himself in a position to get saves. Uh, Corey Knebel wasn't a blown save, but he gave up four runs with a tie in the ninth inning. And afterward, Craig Council said he's going to look to work him Are into you sure an it wasn't easier. A blown save? It was a tie game. I thought they were down four two or up four um, two. Uh, it, it was either it way. Was four to was two. It was a blown save. Okay. Score uh, one for Chris. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, um, wait. Uh, uh, Soria ended up technically with the blown save. Oh, but yeah. Kna- it was Knable's fault. Score yeah. one for uh, me. Anyway, the point is, so uh, he count- was bad. Yeah, and and Council said that uh, he's going to find an easier situation to use him. Now he did say that he thinks the bullpen's at his best when Knable's the ninth inning guy. So it's it's with an eye on getting him back in the closer role, but he needs to show that he deserves to go back in the closer role. And I think this is twelve earned runs in his last fifteen appearances. It's been it's been a rocky road for a while now. So Jeremy Jeffers is my top choice. Uh Scott Alexander looks like he could be getting saves for the Dodgers for the foreseeable future. Scott, do you think we should pick up Scott Alexander in the scam league? Is he, if he's still out there, sure. He's not. Cause I picked him up this morning, boy! Oh! That's right. We're, wow! Yeah, we're, we're on fire. We might sneak in. We might sneak in. I was gonna pick up Jeremy Jeffress, but Team Creeth already had him. Scott, Scott Alexander did get the save. He's a lefty. I was wondering if he got the save because there were lefties due up. There were not. So, um, they, do, I don't know that they have an obvious option. And by the way, they we don't, don't have much in the bullpen right now, to be no, honest. They don't. Kenley Jansen uh. was sent back to test in a regular heartbeat. We're going to hope and hope that it's just fine. This happens sometimes. He's had it, he's dealt with it before. We don't know anything about Jansen, but Scott Alexander did get a save 
last night, and they knew he wasn't available, so they they saved yeah. they used him in that situation with Pedro Baez pitching the seventh and yeah. being terrible. I, it, it seems like it, it. I saw some suggestions last night that it it has it's it's related to him being in Colorado, and and the higher elevation does weird things to certain people's physiology. Oh, Jansen, um, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the times he's dealt with this in the past, he's missed about a month. Oh, Once no. he had surgery for it in 2012. Oh no! I, I don't know that he's heading back to surgery, but um, I would suspect he's at least going on the DL. I don't know if he's going to miss a month again, but I would guess there's a DL stint because we know. I mean, he's not in Colorado anymore, so he's definitely not coming back this series. Okay, but in terms of just, I mean, Jansen, uh, excuse me, uh, Jeffress is just a, a better pitcher. He's having a, a great year. Meanwhile, Oakland trades for Fernando Rodney. The Star Tribune thinks that it will be a closer by committee for Minnesota. Addison Reed just really had a terrible year. Trevor Hildenberger was having a good year, but he's been struggling lately. Seven earned runs in his last three appearances. They're also calling up Tyler Duffy. I wonder if he could be used like that. Um, is there anyone you want in the Twins bullpen? I'm going for the dark horse because I think it's a committee until somebody distinguishes himself, and I think the one who I couldn't see distinguishing himself is Trevor May, who just got back uh, from Tommy John surgery. He has like seven strikeouts and three and a third innings, throws really hard. Uh, ha- it has the phenotype of a closer, uh, even if he doesn't have, you know, a great history of success in the majors. So if I was prioritizing one guy, it'd be May. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a low probability pickup, but I think it's more exciting than the other options. All right, Chris. Um, hey, what do, what do you? Uh, anything you want to say about the Rockies? Senwano O or Adam Adovino? Interested? They didn't remove Wade Davis from the closers role, but he has given up eight earned runs in his last four appearances, and he was terrible last night. I mean, when Wade Davis was unavailable, I think over the weekend it was Senwano O who got the save, right? Yes, but I think uh, Adovino had pitched the day before. Maybe he wasn't available, but. I was actually surprised Owe has had a very good year. Uh, I yeah. didn't, didn't realize it, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's rediscovered the uh, the splitter. And, you know, now we're looking at two out of three years where he's been really good. Um, good control, keeping the ball in the yard at a reasonable rate compared to last year. I think either one, if they got the opportunity, would be useful for fantasy. Obviously, Adam Avino has been... You know, arguably the best reliever in baseball this season. So it's, uh, I'm hoping to see him get a chance if they decide to move Wade Davis out. Now, we did see last year, Greg Holland went through a very similar stretch in the month of August and they didn't take him out of the role. So this is a team that might be willing to ride their closer. On the other hand, they also have a very slim margin for error right now. Alright, so we've covered the Dodgers, the Twins, the Brewers, the Rockies, uh, Blue Jays, dude, Ken Giles, yikes. But again, not a save situation. He gave up a home run <laughs> in a four run game, but he did pitch the ninth up eight to four and they won eight to five. Still perfect he has, in save He has whatever the opposite of the yips are. <laughs> it's weird. The, uh, S-P-I, the spy. The yips. The spies. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a role this Chapman who maybe needs to be monitored. He has been struggling a little bit lately. He seems to struggle whenever he's on extended rest. Aaron, Be- Aaron Boone said he's physically fine, but we know he's been dealing with knee tendonitis. 
Yeah, he had a back issue uh, earlier in the week. That's the thing that worries me is the knee issue might be causing, you know, they say he's fine. Well, maybe he feels okay. Maybe he feels healthy, but maybe there's also a a mechanical issue as a result of the, the knee injury that could lead to other problems. That, that's my concern there. And Batances has been amazing, but last time he wasn't available, Chapman, they used Britain, and then he blew the save and gave up a two-run mm-hmm. homer. So I don't know what they would do, and I think most likely scenario is nothing happens there and Chapman's fine, but uh, it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, it's basically two outings in a row with a bunch of walks, right? Yeah, it's, that's what it is. He's not getting hit. He's just very wild. Uh, Alright, who's your favorite two-star pitcher that's available? In a decent amount of leagues for oh, Fantasy Week 21. There's no doubt who it is, right? No doubt. It's Herman Marquez. Herman Marquez, say what? You got I Yeah, I've been skeptical, but I think you have to buy in at this point. It's been like 11 straight starts where he's been really good. And, well, it's it's been um, seven, like I said on yesterday's show, seven straight with double digit swinging strikes after just five of his first 16 were, and it's been mostly the curveball. Uh, I was reading yesterday, he says it's, he's, uh, he's done a better job of staying upright through his delivery, which has made that pitch more deceptive. And I mean, the guy throws really hard. If he has an elite secondary pitch to go with it, that, that's enough for him to, uh, to be an impact pitcher in fantasy, and certainly the fact that it's two road starts yeah, makes it that much easier to do. And it'll be at Houston and uh, at Atlanta. And I at this point, I don't think Otuve is going to be ready. And same with Springer. Springer, I don't think, will be eligible to be back at that point. Um, and I, it doesn't seem like Altuve. They say he's making progress, but they haven't given a timetable. So Tuesday seems like a reach there. And I don't know, it doesn't seem like a great week, but what about Ryan Barucki at Kansas City and at the Yankees? He's already had one good start uh, against the Yankees this year. I, that second I, one's tough. If if you're going to go the the bargain basement route, I would prefer Brad Keller myself. Versus Toronto and versus White Sox. Yep. At the White Sox, yeah. At, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, all right. But, you know, that's... I mean, he's, he's relief pitcher eligible, which is nice, so that makes it easier to do in a points league. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not flatly re- recommending Brad Kelly, but among those who might actually be available in your league, it's, it's kind of Marquez and everybody else. What about Brad Keller instead of Kelly? Yes. Did you, I say you, Kelly both times? You said times? both. No, you said Keller then Kelly. Okay. You, esta- you firmly established that, uh, we knew who you were talking about, so. <laughs> well done, Scott. All right, Thursday standouts. We got to start out with Mookie Betts. Hit for the cycle. So yesterday, uh, yeah, sorry, Chris. Yesterday we did a fun segment. Actually, was hoping you were going to be on, Chris, uh, yesterday's okay. show because, uh, you know, we talked about who's next year's Francisco Lindor, who's next year's Jacob Degrom, who's next year's Patrick Corbin. You always have a nice little statistical look at things like that. But this, I mean, look, Betts is. I think he should be the MVP. I think it's going to be a really, really amazing race. One of the probably one of the best ever in the American League. Um, but he's got 1,100 OPS, and uh, we knew he had bad Babbitt luck last year. There were two guys who seemed to have kind of bad luck, like improved plate discipline last year, and had a down season, and we couldn't figure out why. One was Mookie Betts, and one was Chris Bryant, and one of them backed it up, and, you know, had a great year, and the other one's been hurt and 
struggling. Uh, but who who do you think could pull a Mookie Betts next year? Is there a guy that stands out to you that's been like unlucky this year that might fall in drafts and then rip it up next year? Mm. I know who. Well. And he's gonna fall in drafts because because of Scott. Uh, what? Yeah. Well, Bryce Harper, Giancarlo Stanton. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bryce Harper also seems Harper. like an obvious one, except he's already starting to do it. But you know, there, there's talk of like, would you rather have Juan Soto than Bryce Harper next year, or is Bryce Harper a first two rounds pick? And I think it's a fair question. He has. There are. Things in his game that have gotten worse. He's striking out a lot more. His plate discipline has got gotten worse. Uh, he's swinging and missing a ton this year, but he also has a 258 BABIP, and that explains, you know, at least some of it. And I know like shifts and all that, but Matt Carpenter, you know, sure. I but I mean, if you look at Stanton and his career, I mean, he, like Harper has had has probably been overrated based on just his baseball card, you know. Stanton's had a great career. I wonder where he's going to get drafted because he's having it. I mean, he's he's been great for a while now. Um, homered again yesterday. Yeah. Hit, hit the hardest home run ever in the Statcast era. The the one thing that makes me a little bit concerned about that would just be that he lost the games that he made last year in terms of contact. Um, last yes. year he took a big step forward with his swing strike rate with his contact percentage, mm-hmm. uh, with his strikeout rate. They were all the best they've ever been. And this year, last year was the clear outlier. He didn't build on that. He didn't even sustain it. Mm-hmm. For a while this year, it was worse than he's ever been with the strikeouts. Now, but now it's, kind of, it's normalized. He's, right. That being said. He's still, but right. He, go he back was to a first-round pick in 20, coming into 2016 right. before he had a bad season, right. and that was coming off the wrist injury. This was an MVP candidate before last year anyway. So, And what right. we're seeing the last two years is, oh, yeah, it was a bunch of fluky injuries. Yeah. He has not had trouble staying healthy. The, but if, his, if, he's, if he's back to being a high strikeout, you know, probably batting average in the 265 range guy, uh, then it, it gets back to the argument of, okay, what – does he do really well? He hits home runs, and what's the most available thing in um, today's marketplace is it's home runs. So, how much are you going to pay for that? For a lot of that, granted, but um, not just that though. You got to you got to figure he's 110 runs, 110 RBIs, perhaps. I mean, he could be amongst yeah. the leaders in home runs, RBIs, and runs. Sure, but. I'm sure I could come up with 12 to 15 home hitters I would rather have because I feel like the all-around production is going to be much better. Or not much better, but better. Uh, all right. But is he in the second round yet? Was he back in the second round? I'd have to, I'd have to stack up the names because I do think it's, it's reasonable at this point to include more pitchers in the second round than, uh, than maybe we had previously. It and is. It is worth noting that, and I'm trying to find the exact numbers, but home runs are down this season. There does appear to have been a shift, not all the way back, but back to where we used to be. Oh, that's interesting. Like the home run to fly ball rate this season is down to 12.7%. Last year it was 13.7%. Now that doesn't sound like a big difference, but 
It is. Last year, you know, there, there, there does appear to be evidence and, you know, I would have to, there have been a couple of, uh, of articles written about, you know, the, the evidence that the ball has changed this year. Maybe not to pre-juiced levels, but power may be a little harder to find than it was, than we thought it was. All right. Any, uh, any other standouts you guys want to talk about from yesterday? Well, I did, you, I, I wanted to make, this was, was this the first cycle of Mookie Betts' career? Yeah, almost positive. So it was his unicycle? <laughs> That's terrible. What, Did you dude, really want so to do that? Bad. Come on. Did you have to um, slow the momentum of the funny. podcast to get that joke Thursday in? standout. Is there a more frustrating pitcher in the ba- in majors right now than Rick Porcello? Rick Porcello. Yeah, I was going to say. We finished he each other's is, sentences. Like the last six starts have been just yes. super up and down, but also just like the last four Wait a seasons. second. Dude, yeah, there's a more frustrating pitcher, and he pitched last night, and you always talk about him. <laughs> Jose Barrios. <laughs> Oh, well. I, I'm going to nominate Dylan Bundy. For I mean, this let, like, let's just let's play just, this game. All right, Porcello, just, Porcello, Porcello. Well, I, I mean, what did the two starts where he was awful recently have in common? They were both against the Blue Jays. And oh, Scott, he's Blue got Jays. like a nine ERA against the Blue Jays this year. Yeah, twenty earned runs <laughs> in nineteen and two thirds across four starts. I saw some Red Sox beat writers speculating that they are seeing something on him, like they they picked up on a, a pitch tipping thing that other clubs haven't picked up on, or, or eh. something like that. I don't know, but the bottom. Maybe. But against every other team this year, Rick Porcello has a 3.38 ERA. <laughs> How weird! That just, yeah, like uh, maybe the Blue Jays have just they they just have his number, but that just kind of tells me that he just like he's had two bad starts against them, really. So it's not like the Blue Jays just own him. That just that seems random to me. Okay, he's given up 15 runs in his last two starts against them, but his last. You go back his last five starts, seven earned runs, nine one earned run in nine innings against the Yankees, and then four earned runs against Minnesota, shutout against Baltimore, and eight earned runs against Toronto. Like it just he's so it's up mostly, and down. It's mostly the, I mean four earned runs was that was over seven innings, right? Five and two thirds. Oh okay. Yeah, but like, but it's also he has a four seventeen ERA and a three eighty one FIP, and like, I mean, he's what I, just frustrating on a year to year and game by game basis. What I like about Rick Porcello is. He is, he is good because what he does is so, uh, it's so scarce in today's landscape, right? Like, I don't, I, what do you mean? He's just and, so efficient and gobbles up so he many innings. He doesn't pitch that many innings though. He's averaging right around six this year. That's pretty high. If he ma- right, but if he makes 33 starts like he did last year, he's actually going to throw less innings than he did a year ago. Okay. Well, it's, it's still, it's fine. Like I, I just, I think he's fine. I never sit him. You know, he he had a complete. He just had a complete game, one run, nine strikeout game against the Yankees. And you want to, you want to hear something funny? Because I remember Heath. I feel like harping on this a few years ago. I, maybe it was Heath. So four years ago, his first year with the Red Sox, Rick Porcello had a kind of disappointing year. wasn't very good. He had a six forty five ERA against the Blue Jays. And he was pretty good against the rest of baseball, and then he won the Cy Young the following year. It just that is not predictive. I just think it's interesting. I just remember him being bad against the Blue Jays that year, and the Blue Jays that year were awesome. I think that was like when they were amazing. Um, right. So that I just think it's kind of funny. Maybe they just have his number, like kind of like the Yankees have David Price's number. You know, I I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Um. All right. So that's Porcello. Scott, any standouts for you? 
Yeah. I mean, uh, Framil Reyes, I think we're to the point where, and he's only, as of last night, he was only 9% owned, but there would appear to be a lot of upside here. And he had another three hit game, three home runs and four, uh, you know, hashtag no leg kick. Is that the hashtag That's we're it. working on? Get Is that it trending. Get trending? Hashtag yeah. no leg kick. I have a should have tweeted it out last night, but. In addition, his teammate, Hunter Renfro, homered for the fourth straight game yesterday. He himself is only like 11% owned. And if you look at his batted ball profile, uh, he would be in the top 15 in baseball in hard contact rate with a fly ball rate over 40%. So that is a profile that obviously lends itself to a lot of home runs. It's reminiscent of guys like uh, Chris Davis and... Um, uh, and Justin Upton. And raw power has never been an issue for Hunter Renfro. It's just making contact, which he's doing a little bit more this year. Yeah. yeah so well, I think I mean, he deserves to be more than 11%. Of I just, yeah. this is what I was wondering, and it does appear to be the case that he has seen a disproportionate amount of left-handed pitching so far. Um, 84 plate appearance, 99 plate appearances against lefties, 155 against righties. So. Oh, interesting. You know, that, that could be shading the numbers to a more uh a rosier outcome than that might actually exist yeah but just you know who this, i like just look even... at uh, this number real quick scott 21 okay. walks to 64 strikeouts for renfro this year 21 to 64 last year 27 walks to 140 strikeouts so we're seeing an improvement there he's homered in four straight games all right i know you're gonna you're gonna say who you like even more but who do you like more reyes framil reyes no leg kick or hunter renfro i think the upside for reyes is considerably higher. Uh, you know, Hunter Renfro profiles as a guy who could hit a lot of home runs, but that's all he'll do. Mm-hmm. And Framil Reyes, I think, could... Like, he could have top 30 upside in the outfield. Who are you going to say that you like even better? Well, it's a guy with a similar profile to Renfro, but he's been doing it much longer. And himself, I think, is only like 30% out. Randall Gritchick, who we've talked about a couple times on this podcast, but did you know... That on June 2nd, when he was hitting 099, and everybody was like, this guy's a disaster, June 2nd, since then, he has hit only like 280, uh, but it's been good enough to make him the 16th best outfielder in points leagues in over what, like a little more than two months span. Right. Uh, you know, Babip is right around 300 during that stretch. He's cut his strikeout rate down to 20.2% since coming back from the minors. Yeah. Yeah, I so, mean, so I mean, the thing with Gritchick is that I said yesterday I dropped Michael Conforto for him, and he hit a home run last night. So, I mean, yeah. I'm totally on board getting He's 28% owned. I Since we've been doing the show and Randall Gritchick has become relevant, we have seen a lot of starts and stops. I just think he's a streaky player. You know, sure. uh, maybe are there some underlying signs that this could be better? Yeah, probably with the strikeout rate, but we had the same conversation like a couple months ago, and then he went ice cold again. Um, and I still don't know that I would have dropped Conforto for him personally. Right, Conforto's actually been pretty Te- awesome no, since he's the been terrible. <laughs> he's been terrible. <laughs> he has a 900 OPS since the All-Star He's break. been that terrible. Is, no, in his last two weeks, he's been true. awful. He has been so factually bad. True Look at it like his 900. last 11 games. I mean, I looked at this before I made the decision. He just had a very, very hot streak, and I look. I, like I said, it was an agonizing decision. But I don't have time to wait anymore. It is, it is August tenth. I gotta win. I gotta get going. I need a guy who's hot now. 
I got Randall Gritchick, and oh, he's hot now. Okay. Yeah. I And I do want to frame it. Like, part of the reason I'm enthusiastic about Gritchick and, and Renfro is it because I think they're they're going to have some monster breakout that gets them drafted in the early rounds next year. It's because they're so available for yeah. being potentially really good at something. Um, you know, between the three, I would definitely prefer Reyes. Oh, Reyes I, over Gritchick? Can yeah. I point something out that's not relevant to this discussion at all? <laughs> sure. Jameson Town has a lower ERA than Jose Brees. <laughs> Yeah, Barrios is really frustrating. He, he really is. Um, you know. Yeah, he, he's a guy that I, I feel like we probably... At what point do we just accept for him for who he is? Well, what's wrong with who he is? Nothing! Okay. But it's just we keep... It's, like To me, it's reminiscent of Carlos Carrasco, and we keep dra- drafting Carlos Carrasco as a borderline ace. Carlos Carrasco is a lot better. What? A lot better? Yes. Okay. See, Carlos I think Carrasco's a lot better. I think when we when we sit here and we look at a guy who's in his third season and had tons of prospect pedigree and we say for at what point do we just accept Jose Barrios for what he is? And we look at the game log and we see moments of just pure domination, then we're selling him short and we're eliminating the possibility of of a Cy Young caliber pitcher. I I don't know what's wrong with what he is personally. There's nothing like, wrong I think with he's it, been but he's really be good. He's had an awesome season. He's been a huge success for everybody who drafted him. He's been a borderline ace. Like 350 ERA is not that bad when you're pitching that many innings and getting that many strikeouts. I don't think it's you can call. Bad him. I don't all. think you can call him a borderline ace. I don't he's think that's He's a borderline. True. Is Carlos Carrasco borderline no. ace because we used to consider no, him such when he had mid 3 ERAs year after year. Scott, we used to consider Corey Kluber Car- such when he had mid 3 ERAs every year. Carrasco had a 3.29 ERA last year over 200 innings with 10 strikeouts per nine. That's an, and and he has a track record beyond that. Guys, the year bef- listen, listen. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is the number 17 starting pitcher in points. No, 18. Barrios is number 17. They yeah. are, that does not make you a borderline ace. What? Ta- you just number, said he's number 17. 17? Seven. How many aces are there? 17. There's usually we usually go into the season thinking there's about. 15 to 20, and, right? And we're, then we're usually wrong. They don't all perform that way. Like, he's... I think Barrios has performed that way. I, I think you start him every week. Right? You're usually thrilled with the result. And that's it. But that's the problem. He's had five starts with five or more earned runs. Okay. That's that. That's something. That's significant. I mean, I can't consider that guy an ace when he gets blown up all that right. much. All right, sit him. See what happens. I don't sit him, him. Scott, but... I, but then what are a, you talking about? What I'm talking about is there's a big difference between an ace... Who doesn't have five terrible starts? And by the way, yesterday was a terrible start, and he didn't even give up five runs. So that was, let's say, the sixth or seventh terrible start this year. It's a big difference between that and Jose Barrios. He's in a different tier. He's not a borderline ace. He hasn't been a borderline ace this year. Too many bad starts. Like, why do we just ignore the bad starts? That's what Chris was saying three weeks ago or something. And what are you going to do? You're going to sit him? You're no. Going to trade him? What are you going to do? Did Nothing. you ignore the bad starts? That's exactly what you do. When you when you, you start them? him? No, you don't ignore them, Scott. You they exist. They happen. Like I, I yes, know you, they happen, but they happen to everybody. Like he's not Chris Sale. What do you want? He's I don't. I want you. I want you to not he's call not him Chris Sale. I'm sorry. He's not Chris Sale. You should he's Jose be Barrios, and he's really freaking good. You said he was Chris Sale. You said that in the preseason. You said Jose Barrios is Barrios is Chris Sale, Scott. <laughs> I did not. Say All right. Uh, on my bus list, isn't Jameson Towns better? All right. So um, that was fun. News and notes: Bryce Harper sat with knee soreness. X-rays were negative. Alex Wood and Hyunjin Ryu could be back next week, uh, which means there's Kershaw, Stripling, Rich Hill, 
potentially Alex Wood and Hyunjin Ryu. Uh, we've got, um, we got, uh, sorry, Walker Bueller and Kenta Maeda, and that is seven right there. So I don't know what's going to happen. We shall see. Walker Bueller will get shut down at some point. Hinjiryu can't stay healthy, so it'll sort itself out. Uh, Aaron Judge does not know when he's going to start swinging, so you can back up his timeline a little bit. Judge not making much progress from the fractured wrist. Leonis Martin is on the DL with an illness. Brian Johnson is replacing Drew Pomerantz in the Boston rotation. Is there any mixed league appeal to Brian Johnson? I... No, I don't think so. I mean, deeper leagues maybe if if he has two starts, but for the most part, no, I don't think so. Jose Barrios is on pace for 213 <laughs> innings, 217 strikeouts with a 109 whip. How in today's landscape do you say that guy's anything less than an ace? I don't understand because that many innings, that many strikeouts, how you can do that. Well, what about the what about the five terrible starts? I mean, why doesn't that matter to you? care because it's baseball and bad starts happen but if he were an ace he wouldn't have that many bad starts if he was chris sale you're right he wouldn't have that Stop, many bad what about starts. he doesn't have to be chris sale what about zach Greinke? you know like he doesn't have to how be many how many bad starts has zach Greinke had three okay. I, I don't know i mean are you parsing three and five really uh, yeah it's a, there's a difference Okay. I mean, this stuff matters. Like, this could win you or lose you a week. He does have a 479 ERA over his last eight starts, and his walk rate has spiked in that time. So it's just worth keeping in mind. Um, he's walked 22 batters in his last 47 innings. So last night wasn't necessarily an aberration. Um, it's worth monitoring. His swinging strike rate has gone down as the season's uh, – look, look, on June 9th, Zach Greinke had a 390 ERA. Well, it's August 10th. So okay. I, what do you want me <laughs> to say? I'm, I'm saying like, <laughs> yeah, look, Scott, he's must start. I mean, I just think there's a difference between must start and near ace. You know, I, I it's, think there's it's a, a difference. It's a semantic distinction. And I think we can all agree that anyone who said Jamison Tyone is <laughs> better than Jose Brios is really, really smart and handsome. Oh, okay. How many, how many strikeouts and innings is Tyone on pace for? I would so much rather have Brios. Are you saying that Chris isn't handsome, Scott? Cause now you're just getting no, personal. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Scott wants to be wrong about how handsome I am. Justin Verlander had a terrible start and he got ejected, but he also said that Kate Upton saved his career. That was actually, that was a really good story. I agree. It was very it, interesting. Like, the way it was framed initially, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. But the story's actually really good. He's, it's a really like open and honest discussion. I, I really liked it. I highly I, recommend I, reading I, it. That's why I put it in the notes. I thought it was very interesting. Just Google Justin Verlander, Kate Upton saved his career and you'll find it. Carlos Correa expected to return today. Um, you know, it's funny. Like I kept saying with the Astros, no Altuve, no Springer, no Gaddis. Like didn't even say Carlos Correa. He's been out that long. He's been kind of off my mind. But expected to return today, which does make uh, Armand Marquez's job a little bit more difficult next week. Uh, Anibal Sanchez left after being hit in the calf. He could make his next start, though. And Jason Worth thinks that super nerds like Chris Towers are ruining baseball. <laughs> Is that what he said? Jason Worth <laughs> would have dropped Matt Carpenter. So, I mean, tells you what point. you need. And also, just do a Google search for Jason Worth glasses. This guy's talking about. <laughs> That guy's talking about super nerds. That's the nerdiest person I've ever seen. It's a, it's a, a, a photo of when he was drafted by the Orioles, and he's got these Harry Potter glasses on back before he had the beard and the hair. And 
Yeah, he, he looks quite like handsome. A, looks like a dork. Lineup stuff. David Dahl started again. He went one for three with a run scored against the Dodgers. All right, David Dahl, Framil Reyes, Randall Gritchick. How would you rank them? Framil Reyes, Randall Gritchick, David Dahl. Okay. Max Muncy and Chuck Peterson both sat. Not a surprise for Peterson. There was a lefty on the hill. But they both hit pinch hit home runs in Coors Field, and they were both pretty kind of like wall scrapers, Coors Fieldy home runs. Uh, Mike Moustakas has sat against three of six left-handed starting pitchers since joining the Brewers. And at the same time, Travis Shaw has gotten red hot. This is a big one. Mitch Hanniger batted leadoff. He homered and he doubled twice at Houston. That's not necessarily huge news, but D. Gordon was dropped to ninth in the batting Ooh. order. And that is a big deal. Doesn't mean it's going to last, but that's, uh you know, that sucks. And Tyler White started again, and he went two for four with a home run. He's batting 281 with five home runs. Tyler White is 2% owned for the Houston Astros. Tyler White or uh, Hunter Renfro? Renfro, like... I think Tyler White might be better. Yeah. But he has an expiration date of whenever Jose Altuve and all those dudes are back. You would think, unless they're willing to stick him... In the outfield. I think he's played some outfield before, but it, it's, you know, it seems like a long shot. I hope he gets, I hope he gets Colin Moran this offseason traded to a team that can actually use him. Well, uh, uh, what I, about, uh, in, what about if he takes over for Guriel? I mean, you could make the case that, that, that should happen. Um, it, uh, there's not a ton of evidence to make a case for that. Uh, I, it would, it would, Apart from them deciding to trade Guriel because, you know, they want to cash in on the value he has. No, I mean, I mean this year. I don't. See oh that yeah, happening. I'd be surprised if that happened. Like for a team that's with World Series aspirations, I mean, they've tried the Tyler White experiment once and it went poorly. And I don't think, you know, I there's a lot of underlying potential, I think, but for a team that has this much to play for, that that would be that would be a bold move. Right. Um, but I hope he gets traded to a team like I would. In a deeper dynasty league, and I think he's only like 1% owned, so, I would like to pick up Tyler White in the hope that something happens this offseason to make him a sleeper going into next season. All right, uh, Chris, uh, we got a lot of fantasy football listeners, of course. People, you know, hey. fantasy baseball yeah. players play fantasy football too. Tell them about Sportsline.com. Sportsline.com is a great website that's part of the CBS uh umbrella and what you can get from your subscription from Sportsline is access to our powerful projection models but also uh, a slew of really talented really smart analysts that we've brought in this offseason in the fantasy football space it's ten dollars a month you use the promo code breakout you get your first month for a dollar you're going to get you know original content that you can't get anywhere else on the on the internet from that group of analysts and also Heath Cummings, Jamie Eisenberg, and Dave Richards. So it's a really good deal. $10 a month, $1 for your first month with the promo code breakout. Yeah. little word of advice. You got to repeat the promo codes a lot. You would be surprised how many tweets I get. Hey, what's the SeatGeek promo code? I've only been saying it for like three years, but that's fine. <laughs> promo code is breakout for $1 for your first month on sportsline.com. Check it out. It is an awesome, awesome resource. Stat of the day. Here are the Colorado Rockies' runs scored in their last 11 games in Coors Field. Four, four, two, three, three, four, three, two, two, three, five. They scored five runs last night, mostly against the Dodgers' bullpen, the most 
in that 11-game stretch. They have scored a combined 35 runs in their last 11 home games. How about their opponents in those 11 games? Well, three big games, three games with eight or ten runs. The other uh, the other eight games, a combined 14 runs. Over the last 11 home games at Coorsville, there have been a lot of low-scoring games. It's been weird. So when we make our daily decisions, like Kenta Maeda tonight, and, uh, John Gray, I think, going against him, and we're going to start Gray because, you know, he's he's been on fire and he's never had a Coors Field problem necessarily. But um, are we overrating Coors Field or uh, no. is it just a 11-game kind of blip? There's no reason to think that anything's changed with Coors Field except that the Rockies' offense stinks and their pitching staff is actually really good. <laughs> Like that's it. The the but that's the environment. Not, they, they didn't lower it. But that's they not a bad like, point. That, that okay. You know what? That's another angle of looking at it. Because I think maybe, I, I think I look at it this way: the Rockies are an exceptional matchup for pitchers on the road, and they're just middling well, at I, home. I, I don't think you avoid this team because they really they have three, maybe four above average hitters. They're a bad offense. Um. But a bad offense can still put up eight runs in course field. So I yeah. think there's still more risk with them at home than with your typical bad offense. I think you look at them, I would guess they're still probably top ten in runs scored at home. Well, yeah, I mean, the the way to test it would be to see the gap between home and road stats. I mean, that would be one way to test it. It wouldn't be definitive, obviously, um, versus past years. And, uh, I, yeah, I think it, I think it really has a lot to do with the Rockies pitching, like Chris was saying. It's, it's really good. They've, they've come up with, um, after years of just getting bludgeoned, they've come up with a way to raise their own pitchers to succeed in that environment. I mean, they have four pitchers that are fantasy relevant. It's, it, for most of their existence, 25 years, 26 years, I think. It's rare they've had one pitcher who is fantasy relevant. So it's it's been impressive. Yeah. So they have an 817 OPS at home as a team, which would be the best mark in baseball uh, for the full season. And they have a 689 mark at home uh, on the road, which would be the fifth worst. But last They're year, basically they, last the year, Mets on the road. Uh, last the year they road. had an 862 OPS at home. This year it's 817. Right, right. but what's, what was the gap? What their was offense the is worse. Uh, it's good. It's a good question. Let me. So, uh, what was their road OPS this year? Six eighty nine. And last year it was seven oh three. So yeah, a bigger gap this year between uh, home and road. I, uh, right? I don't know. I already got confused. All right. Well, that was your stat of the day. <laughs> I'm gonna skip past the email of the day. It was from Patrick. Patrick wants to know about Gene Segura, who has been terrible since July first. I won't skip past it completely. But he's been, yeah, Gene Segura since July 1st batting 234. I found a similar stretch last year. He had a 39 game stretch July 18th to August 30th. He batted 214. And then Segura ended up uh, batting 301 in the month of September with an 853 yeah. OPS. Are we okay this with Segura? To everyone. Okay. He's good. Yeah. Uh, Scott already, already ruined my stay classy San Diego segment by talking about Hunter Renfro and Fran Mel Reyes. So, let's take a look at the most added list. Which has not been ruined yet, but which I also don't have pulled up. So I'm going to ask you guys while I do this: Who do you think the most added player in CBSSports.com leagues is? I would guess that the most added player in CBSSports.com leagues is oh, Scott never, Alexander. You're never going to get it, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. Uh, okay. he, two starts this current week, and yeah. one of them went very well. Um, yep. And, uh, alright, Lance Lynn, whatever. Tyler Glass now is number two. 
He's 39% owned. Lynn's 82% owned. But too much. Tyler Glass now is, how's that, how's that feeling for you at Toronto this weekend? Do you think he's worth a start? We still don't expect him to be stretched out to 100 pitches yet, so I would still expect pretty limited workload, but I think he is someone who's worth adding just because there's a chance that once he gets stretched out, he's a, as a oh, he's yeah. a great pitcher. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready to start him yet, but Adam, definitely. Definitely. I'm, Adam, Adam. Adam. Really encouraged by the first two appearances. He only got one walk, right? So yeah. Like 15 and, strikeouts? Through 70% strikes. Yeah. yeah, it's, um, and, you know, I, I was reading, I can't remember, Ken Rosenthal or one of the big reporters, um, pointed out that Tampa's pitching coach, I think it's their pitching coach, is like a tall and lanky former pitcher himself who's had success with these kind of pitchers. And, you know, you're, you're hoping to see a Blake Snell kind of transformation form him. And the talent, it might be as impressive as Blake Snell's. Yeah, Glassnell's got a ton of potential. Um, yep. Another guy that I don't think he's on the most added list, but I've been seeing him picked up in in our leagues, maybe because we talked about him yesterday. But just keep just remember uh, Colin McHugh and Brad Peacock. That's the one I'd be more excited about. Brad Peacock. Um, one of them could end up in the Astros rotation. They're both pretty available, and both could be very good for your for your team. A lot of relievers on the most added list. Three guys that we didn't talk about in our RP segment at the top of the show. Pedro Strope, Jose Leclerc, and Ryan Madsen. All closers right now. Leclerc seems more permanent. But Strope, Leclerc, and Madsen. Would you pick them up over Jeremy Jeffress or, or what? Yeah. I would pick up Leclerc most of all. Over Jeffress. Because, okay. because of the permanence and because yeah, I I think Jeffress is the best pitcher of this group, but I think LeClerc is second best. Yeah, uh, he's he's really having a very good year. Uh, Two sixteen ERA and twelve point five strikeouts per nine for Jose LeClerc. Malik Smith, we talked about him yesterday. He's stealing a ton. He's actually hitting pretty well. Austin Hedges is the most added catcher in CBSSports.com leagues. Is anybody starting to buy into him? He's continuing to hit. He's got a four game hitting streak. He's two home runs in his last six games. Uh, and I think it goes back even farther than that. Good streak for Austin Hedges. I, I Yeah, I, I think he's okay. I, I'm not excited about him, but there's only like eight guys at catcher <laughs> that I could even be excited about. And one of them is playing at AAA in the same organization. So uh, we'll see. I Like Austin Hedges, he was a swing change guy this season, and we were hoping that would manifest in some improved production. And maybe it is finally. Maybe it just took a while. You know who I, I I think I actually like Mitch Garver more than Austin Hedges. If we're going to make a change at catcher at this stage of the season, you, I, you know which catcher I picked up. I think you guys talked about him on yesterday's podcast. Is Isaiah Kinder Isaiah Kiner Falifa? I have yeah. no idea how to say his You'd name. You almost got it, pretty close. Yeah, he's uh, he's catcher eligible. They're giving him a chance, and uh, you know, not great, but <laughs> the statistical profile is kind of like. Poor man's JT Real Muto e at least before this big breakout. Like he'll steal some bases. He'll hit for contact. Like uh, it, it reminds me of like Jason Kendall late in his career. Not Jason Kendall perennial All Star, but later in his career with like the A's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like good play discipline. He'll steal a little bit. He's interesting as a second catcher. Okay, and uh, Trevor Cahill. I don't think we've talked enough about Trevor Cahill. You know, maybe his last start. Got uh, skipped over because it was a weekend start. We definitely talked about him, but six mm-hmm. scoreless innings, ten runs or ten, 
10 strikeouts. That was against the Tigers, granted. At the Angels uh, over the weekend. And if he does well there, I think his next start would be Houston, unfortunately, at home. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Cahill, 54%. Would you rather have Cahill or Armand Marquez? Ooh. I'd rather have Marquez. It's it's um, a longer trend of doing exciting things. I think I think Marquez needs to be added everywhere at this point. He's less than 60% owned at last check, but it, it needs to go way up. I would say if Trevor Cahill delivers a third straight start uh, that's effective with more than a strikeout per inning, bunch of swinging strikes against the Angels, if that happens, he'll he'll be he'll be pretty much to where that is that to start against the Angels? At that's the, the Angels, Angels, right? So his splits are crazy. He has a .99 ERA with 9.9 K per nine and a .8 WHIP at home, and a 6.44 ERA with 7.7 walk strikeouts per nine and 1.4 WHIP uh, on the road. I don't know what to make of that exactly. Yeah. Um, the the Coliseum's a good place to pitch, but it's not. It it's it's a good place to pitch, but Trevor Cahill is if 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 he is as good as he's shown. Lately, he's a bat misser with an elite ground ball rate. Yeah. So that should be, you know, unless you get him in Colorado where you, if the environment affects the movement of his pitches, that should be immune, close to immune to park effects, you would say. So Trevor Cahill has only made one start in a pitcher's park on the road this year. He has been at Texas, at Houston, at Houston, at Texas, and that's, and one other start was at Kansas City. That was his first start off the DL, and it didn't go well. Four runs in four and two-thirds. But the first start off the DL, right. like always. Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, so that's and the he most did this list. last year in San, Di- San Diego, too. Yeah, and then Before there's one the other guy who's owned in the same amount of leagues as, as Marquez and Cahill. It's Matt Boyd. Where would you put him? Third. Distant third. Yeah. All right, so I had a lot in the notes. I don't think we're going to get to it because of the Barrios thing. But... Um, <laughs> Rank these guys rest of season. Bryce Harper, who since the All-Star break has an OPS over 1,100. Matt Carpenter, five home runs in his last six games. They're going to be one and two in some order. Then the next three are interesting. Justin Upton, Marcelo Zuna, Ronald Acuna. Harper, Carpenter, Upton, Ozuna, Acuna. <laughs> I like the – there's just – like that's a beautiful collection of names. <laughs> Have you guys noticed – um, that Odubel Herrera and Esdrubal Cabrera rhyme with each other, and sometimes they bat back to back in the Phillies lineup. No, I didn't know that. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, that was like when when the Rockies used to have Cargo Tulo, and then I used to call him Helto. Helto, yeah, I used yeah, to I remember in. those days. Carlo Fun Tulo times. Helto. Memories. Uh, Harper or Carpenter, they're gonna be one and two. Who do you like better? Harper. <laughs> Harper? Uh, I mean, probably Harper. <laughs> this was a better segment before he uh, sat with a knee injury yesterday. This, this is supposed to be on yesterday's show. Um, all right, so Harper one, Carpenter two. Justin Upton, uh, Marcelo Zuna, Ronald Acuna. Upton, Acuna, Zuna. Acuna, Upton, Ozuna. Ozuna. Dude, Acuna, another – did he homer again yesterday? Yeah. He's been I think. red hot since becoming he the hit leadoff a- hitter. He hit a freaking bomb, I think, on Wednesday night. Yeah. He hit like a 450-foot home run to dead center. I'm not sure he did homer yesterday. I may be thinking of the bomb, but he's been hot. 
definitely looked much better, much more comfortable in the leadoff role. Let's make a gentleman's bet, and the winner of this bet will be right about Jose Barrios. Did Acuna homer yesterday? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I honestly don't. I, I think he did, but I don't know. I am going to say no. Chris? We'll see. Uh, he did not. Oh, he did homer. He homer! Oh, yeah. he's, he's just very good as Man. opposed to a borderline ace. Yep. Alright, yep. uh. Jameson Town is better than Jose Brios. Anything, <laughs> uh, anything on Neil Walker, guys? He's been playing more since Judge, uh, Judge went out and he's 8% owned and he homered twice yesterday. Neil I think Walker. he's better than he's shown this year. Um, what that exactly <laughs> means is that he's probably only worth owning in deep mixed leagues. Yeah. Wonder if he's ever going to get a shot to be an everyday player again. Like he probably is better than he's shown this year, but he's. Oh, yeah, I think he's definitely he, better he than he's shown, but he, he had barely trouble found getting, a job yeah. and. Yeah, I think that I think that he will be an everyday player until close to it until Judge is back. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah we were talking more long three weeks. Oh, all right. Um, all right, so, so anyway, I don't know if, yeah, gosh, got sidetracked. Um, Ross Stripling, That's... all right, good rotation. Stripling, Kluber, Geo, and Hap. Anything to say about Stripling, Kluber, Geo, and Jay Hap? Uh, it was one of Stripling's worst velocity games this season. You know, first back from the DL, I don't make much of it, but it might explain why the strikeouts, there's only two of them. Um, you know, Kluber. He got, he got, uh, let down by Melky Cabrera, who remains a problem in the outfield. I think there was um he dropped a fly ball where he was like kind of running into the wall. It hit his glove and bounced out before he hit the wall. Um and then I think he gave up a home run right after that. So I think he pitched better than his line. Um there were a couple of pitches that he threw that just made the the twins hitters just angry. Legitimately angry. At him and themselves. And and yet he's still outpitched his FIP this year. So I, I, I'm i still a little concerned that more regression is coming, but it's going to be with a lot of innings and a lot of strikeouts. To, you know, maybe not a high caper nine, but a lot of strikeouts because the innings. So, you know, I don't I don't know that I care that much. I think Gio is going to be a pretty interesting call next week. St. Louis and at Miami. Actually, I don't think it's that. I can't trust him. But the Miami start does make it a little bit more tempting. Uh, we'll get into two-star pitchers in a moment. Any concerns about James Paxton? We talked about Barrios and Porcello. Paxton, four runs, mm-hmm. three walks, and five and two-thirds. Yeah. His previous two starts are were awesome. He's really, really good. Ace. Close. Three, uh, close. Fringy, Borderline. Fringy starting pitchers, Tyler Anderson, Junior Guerra, Ryan Barucki. Barucki was going to was going to have a, a start like this at some point. And I, I want to see, I think he does legitimately do a good job of limiting hard contact, but that can only get you so far when you're not striking anyone out and he hasn't been in his last few starts. So not, not must own in mixed leagues by any stretch. I think I said on the show yesterday, Tyler Anderson had, had struggled recently. His last start was, the start before this one was really bad, but this is six of eight quality starts for him. So I think I may have overstated that. He's still, still pretty reliable. Uh, Barucki, by the way, has had eight starts this year. He's had two bad ones and they're both against Boston. Uh, he's had a start against the Astros, start against the Yankees and those two starts, 13 innings, three earned runs. 
it's relevant because he is facing the Yankees on the road next week, which we're going to get into right now as we take a look at two star pitchers for Fantasy Week 21. All right. Uh, we are going to start Severino, right, against the Mets and the Blue Jays? Yes, of course. Yeah, all right, just confirming. How about Porcello, Rick Porcello at Philadelphia, home against Tampa Bay? Start him. Start him. Sean Manaya against Seattle and Houston at home. I would start him. Yeah, I wouldn't feel great about it. Mike mm-hmm. Fultonevich, Miami and Colorado at home. Yes, definitely. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Sit Jamison Tyone because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> start Jamison Tyone. All right, we're hoping Marco Gonzalez bounces back with two starts in pitchers' parks at Oakland and home against the Dodgers. Yep. Uh, we're starting him. Uh, Andrew Heaney, been a little rough lately for Heaney, I believe, right? At San Diego and at Texas next week. Yeah, he has a 568 ERA over his last three starts. I am sitting him, um, actually no. Sorry, I, I'm looking at the lineup that I just set this morning. I'm starting him over Nick Pavetta and Marco Gonzalez, actually. Whoa, whoa, they're both Pavetta, two starts. Next Pavetta's week. got Boston. Yeah. And I, I, it's a, it's a categories league. In so. a vacuum, I would start all Three of those guys. Heaney, Pavetta. And what was the third one? Marco Gonzalez. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Heaney, like, here are his last three starts. Eight innings, three runs. Six innings, four runs. Five innings, five runs. He was terrible in that one. But for the most part, not startable. Still been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, We'll have to check on Anibal Sanchez and his status. Jay Happ, I assume we're going to start with Tampa Bay and Toronto at home. Yeah. All right, what about Geo, guys? At St. Louis, home against Miami. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> like, he was good yesterday with, what, four strikeouts in seven innings? Is that it? Limited Three. the walks a little bit. Three strikeouts in seven innings. Yeah. Walks have been so high recently. Like, I in a points league, I'd start him. In a roto league, I'd set him. All right, that's Joe Gonzalez. the easy answer, right? Yeah, so Nick Pavetta, you know, he's startable, but because of that Boston start, but then he gets the Mets after that. Right, exactly. One really good matchup. Yeah, I think he's like a classic points start Roto sit because the Boston start, it wouldn't surprise me if he gave up six runs in three innings. It also wouldn't surprise me if he struck out 15 total over the course of the two weeks. Right, yeah. Like I, I think I'd, I think I'd roll the dice even in a categories league. Uh, against the Red Sox just because Pavetta's strikeout potential is so high. All right. Uh, I just want to say, you know, off topic a little bit, I do want you all to know it does bother me how good the Red Sox are. It really does. Uh, Mike Montgomery. All right, we're starting Armand Marquez. How about Mike Montgomery in Milwaukee and at Pittsburgh? He's had some I great don't, matchups I mean, maybe he's a Sparp. That's the only situation. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's taken advantage of uh, the Padres and the Car- and the Royals lately. Before that, was struggling, so that's Mike Montgomery. Uh, I skipped over Jake Odorizzi, Pittsburgh and Detroit at home. I think that's a fine start, and you know, in a, if you're looking for someone to stream, yeah, don't feel great about it, but you could do worse. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's had he's had three starts recently against terrible teams: Baltimore, Kansas City, and Kansas City, and two of them did go very well. Jake Odorizzi. Next up, um, all right, Ronaldo Lopez, Jaime Berea, Ryan Barucki, Clayton Richard, Andrew Suarez, Brad Keller, Blaine Hardy, Tommy Malone, John Gant, et cetera, et cetera. 
Earlier, Scott said Brad Keller would be the deep league guy he would uh, target, right? I, I wish a good pitcher had Ronaldo Lopez's matchups. At Detroit <laughs> and Kansas City? <laughs> yeah. He pitched really well, actually, against the Yankees earlier this week. He said oh, two good starts in a row. Ooh, I might start him. I, eh, I might not. <laughs> hey, look, there is still – he's a talented arm. Um, he still just throws a straight fastball and basically nothing else. A lot of contact. All right, well, I'm just trying to look at his game log and see how he's done against Detroit. I think he's do- I think he's done well enough. He's done really well against Detroit this year, Ronaldo Lopez. The other start is Kansas City. Yeah, he's got – he has done – he has had good results against Detroit. He's also had five strikeouts, three strikeouts, and three strikeouts in those three starts. So, Okay. Yeah. All right. Some emails. This is from someone east of in a place east of Toronto. Dear Tanaka, you and Shohei. Japanese Disappointing pitchers. Pitchers. I think they're Japanese pitchers. And uh, what is Jake Bauer's full potential going forward? Does he have potential for a full season with 30 home runs and 100 RBIs? Jake Bowers. That is a fascinating projected stat line and not one that anyone would have said before he made his major league debut. So he's had a really interesting start to his career. Thank you for not answering the question. I don't know. He was more of a contact guy coming up, uh, but since getting to AAA, his strikeout rate has spiked. It has continued to spike. If he can't fix that, 270 is probably a little high. Um, it's really hard to say. Like, it, Yes, I could see a season like that. Maybe not 20 steals, but I could see something like that. Okay. So 270 with 30 home runs and 100 RBIs, you could see. I mean, I, I feel like when there's a prospect who's doing some things, you know, has a certain pedigree and is doing interesting things in the majors, like, I, I really struggle to put a definitive projection on him. Like, I don't know where he'll end up. I, I think there's reason to believe he's going to be a good player, a mixed league relevant player for years to come. Uh, and that's, that's really as far as I want to take it, personally. Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Okay, uh, Marlon from Delaware, 12-team dynasty roto league. I just lost Rodney. I, I need a pick. I need to add some to add someone. Should I pick up Michael Givens as a closer, Lance Lynn, Nick Pavetta, or Tyler Glass now? Uh, in a dynasty league, I think Glass now and Pavetta should definitely be owned, especially over Lance Lynn, and it's, I think especially over a short-term closer replacement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lance Lynn looks like the worst option of that bunch. I'd go Pavetta and then Glass now. You're hoping Glass now turns into what Pavetta's been this year. 12-team head-to-head points league. This is from Andrew. Would you drop any of these players, Michael Franco, Jed Lowry, Cole Calhoun, for Malik Smith, Randall Gritchick, or Fran Mil Reyes? Would you yes. drop Franco, Lowry? You're not going to drop Calhoun. Uh, or Smith, Gritchick, or Jed Lowry hasn't really done anything since like the first two months of the season, has he? Uh, no, he got hot in there in the middle, middle portion of the season too. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, not since so the start much of recently. July, he's been awful. Um, yeah, Lowry's a waste of space right now. Oh, that seems a little harsh. I yeah, would, he, I would drop Michael Franco before Lowry, personally. Jed Lowry's hitting um, 180 with a 628 OPS since the start of July. I would say if Franco 
is like if this is just a bench option, I would I would take the upside of Reyes over Franco. Okay. In a uh, points league. This is from Kerry. Tyler White or David Bodie? Bodie. I like White more. This is from Josh. Would you rather have Carrasco and Eugenio Suarez or Severino and Machado? Well, Severino and Machado are both better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that one. You know, Severino, we can't just give the thumbs yes, up to can. yet. Yes, we can. No, we can't. Carrasco's had some bad starts too this season. Yeah, He's a borderline Sever- ace. Severino's had. <laughs> All right. Uh, weekend streamers. This is going to be a little tough because I, I always forget to do this before the show, but I got some options for tonight. Marco Estrada against Tampa Bay. Sure. <laughs> no. Clay Buckholtz at Cincinnati. Uh, don't buy the Buckholtz thing really at all, so no. Irvin Santana at Detroit. No. Gosman against the Brewers. Uh, probably not. Uh, Bieber at the White Sox. Sure. He's 73% owed. Might be able to get him. Um, Gomber at the Royals. Mm. Uh, it's not crazy. I'd rather not, though. And Derek Holland against the Pirates. Mm, I mean, if you have him on your roster, I yeah, I'd start him. I don't know that I'd clear a spot for him to... Today, Junior! (laughs) (laughs) That was unbelievable. You set me up so perfectly for that. Uh, Alright, on Saturday, Jake Faria at the Blue Jays. Is it really going to be Jake Faria? I don't know. Uh, Either way, I want it started. Kyle Gibson at the Tigers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. We got Wade LeBlanc at the Astros. Nope. How about, how about Danny Duffy against the Cardinals? Hmm. Depends how much you need strikeouts. Trevor Williams at the Giants. No. Edwin Jackson at the Angels. No. Okay. Please don't break the world, Edwin Jackson. Just like do what you're supposed to do and and just struggle already. Break the world? Like, you know, you think people, he has that kind of power? He will break the internet. Like when he does so well, he breaks the world. Uh, CC Sabathia against the Rangers on Sunday. No. Tyler Glass now at the Blue Jays. <laughs> Probably not going to get a lot of innings, but I, I, I expect good ratios at this point. Maybe that's too optimistic, but I do. Way and Chen against the Mets. Uh, Luis Castillo against the Diamondbacks. Mm, probably not. Probably not. At Alberto Mejia or Matt Boyd. No. no. Um, let's see. How about, how about Luke Weaver at the Royals? I believe you can get me through the six. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Weaver? Yeah. yeah I'd start him. How about Joey Lucchese against the Phillies? Uh, how about no? Yeah. <laughs> Joey Musgrove <laughs> at the Pirate, at the Giants. Joey Musgrove. Chris is just doing something on his phone at right now. The I don't Pirates? know what. Joe Musgrove is at the Giants. 
just letting just letting me drive this. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's fine. Last I'd one, Trevor Cahill at the Angels. Let's do it if he's on your roster, but you know, a lot of mixed leagues he won't be yet, and we'll wait and see. All right, I'm going to take a nap. I'm exhausted. See you later. Have a great weekend, everybody. Rest up, rest up. It's football season, damn it. And every, and everybody's talking about it. Alright, but we got uh, nothing but baseball for you on Monday. We'll recap the weekend. And we'll talk to you then. See you later.